Welcome to the Cabinet of Wonders podcast presented by Salon.com. I'm your host, Wesley Stace. When the children have been good, that is, be it understood, good at mealtime, good at play, good all night and good all day, they shall have the pretty things this cabinet of wonders brings. But dirty, romping girls and boys who tear their clothes and make a noise, spoil their pinafores and sheets and deserve no special treats such as these will never yet enjoy our special cabinet. The door is locked. Your money is spent. May I present the cabinet, its contents and its discontents. Townsmen, cast your eyes on Merman. No Australian Bruce or warlike German of Russian stock, this comic, sir, like Yakov Smirnov, only funny, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Eugene Merman. I bet this next writer's quite weary of jokes on her name. That's my theory. Since the Apple 4S, everybody says yes. If you want the right answer, ask Siri. Ladies and gentlemen, Siri Hustbetz. There once was a man named Fawkes Robbie. Handwriting was never his hobby. I once heard his plea, that's an L, not a C, as they threw him right out of the lobby. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Robbie Fawkes, all the way from Chicago. He flew here to be with you tonight. There once was a band throwing muses who made the headlines of the newses because they weren't all men. It's so different now when there's women on Lollapaloozas. I love her in all her incarnations. Please welcome Kristen Hirsch. <laughs> They'll be back! This is a song about um, making love to Bob Dylan.
but to focus on what he is saying. And it's partly the drone as he goes on and on with the tambourine song that he's playing. Well, if it's from Brazil, maybe she'll but I'll chill. That's cool, and I'll chill with some feeling. I'll return off the iPod when shuffle is back on. I put up my stroke by the sound of his boat, and I can't make love. on lead guitar and keyboards, musical director of this band, it's Mr. David Nagler. The cabinet composer of the cabinet theme, Mr. Daniel Felsenfeld. On the bass guitar with his monumental Scandinavian stance, Mr. Edward Carlson. And on the drums, Adam Gold. I'm Wesley Stace, because every cabinet belongs in a salon.com. Will you welcome to the cabinet our closest friend, Mr. Eugene Merman. Wonderful. Hello, everybody. How are you? Great. All righty. I'll tell you uh, regular things. Uh, I was at a cafe in Brooklyn. and Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, I saw a six-year-old uh, wearing a fedora. And you know how you always think that if you see abuse, you would know what to do? But you can't, like, call the police. And be like, there's a child in a fedora, and I think he's being raised to be an insufferable jazz guitarist. <laughs> a lot of people ask me if I try jokes out uh, on Twitter, uh, and I don't. But I do try them on LinkedIn. Uh, I got into a car accident, um, my first. It was very exciting. It was on the highway, and it was with a semi-truck. Yeah, I know. I had the same reaction but at the time. And uh, the good news is that it was at about, going about seven miles an hour. So that was great. The bad news is it was clearly a truck hitting me. I uh, was changing lanes, and uh, I thought I was in the lane, and then the truck was like, I don't think you are, and then it hit me. And so we both pulled over, and... Uh, and then we both got out of our, our vehicles, and then he, uh, we were both very upset, but he really was like, he showed it. He was screaming at me, and he's like, you cut me off, and, uh, and he's yelling, and I just, you know, I was just as upset, but I did not, I didn't, I didn't want to match, I couldn't match his energy. Like, I disagreed with him, and he was yelling, like, you cut me off, and you, uh, you can't well, watch where you're going, like all that, and then I just looked at him, and I went, no. And he was clearly terrified right away. He was like, this is not my energy. This is super weird. And then I was like, should we let's 
we should exchange information. And he was like, yeah. And I, you know, like, uh, like I was like, what's your favorite band? <laughs> and uh, so he went and he got from his truck, he got a binder that had all his stuff, all his, like, he had it all organized. And I start looking through the glove compartment. I'm like, Oh, it was a rental car. Uh, I don't own a car, so it was a rental car. And uh, I'm looking through it, and I'm like, I wonder what the registration is. And, uh, and I'm looking at different things, and then I look at him, and I kind of hold up some stuff, and I'm like, what do you think is... Like, I might as well have just held up, like, shoelaces and wet chicken and be like, is this what you want? Like, <laughs> Definitely, I called the rental company, and they're like, it's your rental agreement, that's it. And so I showed it to him, and we had a great time. He copied out all the information. I could text him now and be like, what's up? What do you want to, I'm in New York, you want to get it? Anyway, uh, so we exchanged our information, and it was great. And, uh, and then eventually a state trooper came, and he was super nice. He was really great, and he organized all our stuff for us. And then I was like, I'm going to, I was like, I'm going to leave. Cause it, I wasn't like, I didn't go like, Hey, I'm an artist and this is boring. I, I asked for permission and they were like, yeah, you can go. We're all set. You have everything. And then like a few weeks later, the car rental company called me and they just wanted to go through the story and they asked you a ton of questions. And the last two questions are, were you, uh, under the influence and were you distracted? Which I think is a sort of, funny thing that like someone I mean I did I thought it would be funny so I said like well I don't know if this would affect it but I uh, you know I I, ha I was drinking and watching backdraft <laughs> do you think that would have just do you think it would be no I was like no I uh, I mean I took the tiny I took an amount of PCP that you wouldn't even consider you'd be like no that just builds confidence any uh, any questions so far? Where we so uh, where I work, where we record a cartoon in the bathroom. It's also it shares a floor with a car, with a with a computer company. And in the bathroom, there's a sign that tell, that like reminds you to flush and like other stuff. And I always thought it was funny that you could just add signs to a bathroom. And there's a lot of in restaurants, as you know, there's a sign that like it'll say like employees must wash hands. And I and I always like was like I'm gonna add like add signs to restaurant bathrooms, but anyone can do that. But I wanted it to seem official, and I was like, what would make it feel official? And so I decided uh, lamination. If you because if you just saw a sign on paper, you'd be like anybody could do that. But if you saw something laminated, you'd be like nobody buy a laminating machine is a joke. <laughs> but I would. And I did. I bought a laminating machine, and so I've been laminating little signs and putting them in the bathrooms underneath the, like, employees must wash hands, so it seems like, here's the two things we're trying to get across. <laughs> and I've been leaving them at a cafes and restaurants all over New York City, and here are some of the ones that I've been leaving. Please do not flush socks down toilet. You see that, and you think, hmm, that might have happened here. Please wash feet before returning to work. Do not use your cell phone ever again.
walk, walk out of here crying and ask for a lawyer. It's normal to feel Jewish even if you're not. Your child is being raised wrong. Divorce is not an option. There are officially no more snakes here. Who wouldn't want to see that in a bathroom? This has to be the most thing that means to relieve stress but creates it. Because you would be like, I never thought there would have been. And then, of course, lastly, don't let your mom control you. The perfect message for a bathroom. All right, thank you very, very much. He'll be back to play music. You're listening to The Cabinet of Wonders on Salon.com, and I'm Wesley Stace. When I was uh, first on Sire Records, they sent me a bunch of CDs, and in England, I hadn't heard a lot of the Throwing Muses music before then, but they sent me Hunk Papa and Fat Skier and a bunch of other stuff, and I remember being on, you know, probably the worst place in the world to be ever is after you've been on a long transatlantic flight and you arrive in London or Paris and then you think, oh, I'm just about to get off this plane, which has been a nightmare, and I'm getting into the terminal, and then they stick you on a bus. And there's like 5,000 of you in a tiny bus. And that was the first time I heard this next song. <laughs> so I would like to do an interpretive mime of my experience listening to this song for the first time. As you, you are going to be the bus driver. Will you please welcome the wonderful Kristen Hirsch.
This is the Cabinet of Wonders presented by Salon.com and I'm your Cabinet Meister, Wesley Stace. I've been reading her books for quite some time and she's the kind of author who one would always, I have always thought, mm, that would be a great person to get, but it never figured how to just email and it turns out that what you have to do is meet people. And then if you meet them, you can possibly ask them to do your show. I'm really thrilled she's here tonight. Will you please welcome to the stage, Siri Hustvet. This is The Blazing World. I'm reading one character's part, Bruno Kleinfeld, a man, so use your imagination. I met Harry during a dog-eared, smudged, scribbled in the margins, stained and torn chapter of my life. But that was a cosmetic problem, really. I am the proud owner of any number of tattered and beaten biographies that are still decipherable. Time creeps, time alters, gravity insists. As my mother used to say to me, after 50, Bruno, it's just patch, patch, patch. No, it wasn't my going on 60 carcass with receding hairline and basset hound cheeks that, cheeks that made that chapter so bad. It was that I had lost me. I was no longer the hero of my own life. Instead, I was lurking in the proverbial shadows as some goddamned minor character with only a couple of lines of dialogue here and there. Imagine getting up in the morning and scouring the apartment for yourself, turning out drawers and rifling through closets and checking under the bed for yourself. Where had I mislaid him, that bright, curly-headed youth with prospects shining just over yonder hill? Whatever happened to Bruno Kleinfeld? You may well ask. My person seemed to have sidelined itself in ways that meant I was no longer I. The imposter, Bruno Kleinfeld, the one who woke up in the morning in the ratty apartment in Red Hook, would have been a big surprise to the actual Bruno Kleinfeld, who was traveling boldly from one chapter to another in his fully authorized biography. But I simply couldn't lay my hands on that Bruno and found myself stuck with the former, a sad sack who regularly ate SpaghettiOs for dinner and twice, in desperation, descended to gourmet tidbits for the doggy set. You see, he couldn't pay his rent and had to go panhandling to his old friend Tip Barrymore in Park Slope, whose brownstone life looked far more like the one the genuine Bruno was living. Eyes, it's all in the eyes. Tip's eyes when he said he didn't need it back. I don't need it back, Brune. Brune is the only way to shorten Bruno. Pupils askance, furtive, not straight, double-barreled, not man-to-man. Poor Brune. He didn't say it. Oh, no. 
His eyes said it. Pity the bright boy of yonder hill. What the fuck? You've got the wrong guy, bub. The wrong Bruno, old man. Take it on the chin. Take it in the gut. Garçon, bring me a glass of the Fransac and the steak a frit tout de suite with mayonnaise. Little dreams of meals, little dreams of no roaches, of a smoothly working rust-free toilet, of linoleum without chips and yellow stains. The sad little dreams of the poseur, that fake Kleinfeld of swollen proportions and disabled swing with no pup. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Siri Huspeck, come on. Let me just say one very simple thing. If ever you want a go-to, all-around, great, dependable performer for the Cabinet of Wonders, I think of this next man. And that is why, when I needed exactly that, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to leave him to it. We're going to see you again in a second. It's Robbie Ford. Thank you so much. Hopefully you'll like this. It's called uh, Aunt Peg's New Old Man. We came up the hill to meet him in the dirt patch. He was waiting. That was our first look at Aunt Peg's New Old Man. Hank was 75, he lived well, then he died, and none of us had nothing against her new old man. She liked his fiddling, no doubt, liked his helping her roll around, and the rest didn't bear thinking about Aunt Peg's new old man. We sat down, we got fed. But what a spread, the chicken was just one hour dead And the stew was made of barley Pulled out my banjo after a while But he didn't like the scrub style Listen up, boy, this here's called going down to Raleigh Yeah, she 
When people do the show, we like to say often, if you'd like to do a cover version, a song that you would love to play, maybe that you've never played, or maybe that you have, uh, but if you'd like the band to learn it, we'd love to play it with you, whatever it is, your choice. And uh, I, I emailed Robbie, and Robbie emailed me back, and he said, the song I would like to play is... Is, uh, is uh, Guitar Man. I asked for Guitar Man, right? And, and I was Man. like, Thank that you. is amazing, because the band and I had just been on the road, and we were listening... And uh, this is one of our favorite songs, so oh, we're, we're so delighted that you wanted to didn't pick even it. You had to rehearse it. No, That's I know. Great. I know, it's fantastic. So, one of our favorite songs, as picked by Robbie Fox. Good, Good here we go. This is not the one. This is not the right one. This is not this the is song. This is the one we know. Guitar Man by Bread. Let me assure you, there is no other song called Guitar Man. There's who, another song called... Who, uh, who's that by? Who's that by? Nobody's heard this Bread song that you're singing. <laughs> bread didn't make it below the Mason-Dixon line, my friend. We don't know that one down there. Okay. And your, your, your so-called Guitar Man so-called song, who is that by? Guitar Man. By whom? You British bastard. It's by Jerry Reed. Okay. How many people in the audience have heard Guitar Man by Bread? And now a smaller, quieter reply <laughs> for how many people in the audience have heard Guitar Man by Jerry Reed? No! Oh, I ain't got time for that. But, we, right. d- but we don't know this one. We don't know, you know this one. one. You'll know it in a second. It goes like that. Well, I quit my job down at the car wash and let my mama get her mind off. I saw down at Little Kingston and put my guitar up under my coat. And he turned all the way down to Memphis, got a room at the YMCA. For the next three weeks, I was haunting these nightclubs looking for a place to play. I really thought my piggy was setting on fire, but no. Sure. 
kill Just follow that crowd of people You'll wind up on his dance floor Digging the finest little five-piece band Up and down the Gulf of Mexico And guess who's leading that five-piece band Oh, who do you know is that swinging little guitar man Thanks a lot. The sensational Ruby Folks. Our cabinet has now ended, and these are actors, as I foretold you, were all spirits and are melted into air, thin air, and like the baseless fabric of this Vivian Westwood suit. The brilliant songs. The thought-provoking readings, the surly comics, the great city winery itself, yea, all which it inherits shall dissolve, and like this insubstantial pageant faded, leave not a guitar pick behind. We are such stuff as dreams are made on, and our little life is rounded with a sleep, ladies and gentlemen, the cabinet is closed. Singing a song in the morning, singing it again at night. I don't even know what I'm singing about, but it makes me feel I feel alright, yeah, yeah. It makes me feel I feel alright.
And it makes me feel I feel alright, yeah, yeah. It makes me feel I feel alright.